Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Good evening, dummies. June 17th, 7.21 p.m. Got a little friend with me tonight. No, it's not Captain Flatulence. It's... The FGTV guy. My son had a birthday, and he put this outside my door before he went to go get frozen yogurt, and it automatically kept going off, and they thought it was hilarious, so I decided to bring it with me. I'm going to call in my stalker, because my stalker is full of... That's right, he's back, folks. Six messages. This guy is so lonely. I can't make fun of him. It's just, it's low-hanging fruit. It's too easy. I, I, I can't, but the mood swings of this guy i hate you you're a republican you're evil you're a liar come on my show you should send facebook a message and tell them please please take my ads down because they're showing to democrats and you've blocked me and that's against your rights freaking dude like three faces of eve a little a little scary that's okay you know everyone's got a stalker and i've got my he's back six messages i didn't read them all I've learned after he said that right wings were actually socialists on my page. I've got screenshots of all this stuff. I just, I'm not going to engage with it. I just don't care. The guy's just kind of out of my freaking wheelhouse. He's just low rent. And I know for a fact that there's no conversation that we can have that would ever be productive. That's just why I won't have it. He thinks I'm scared. Brother, you live in Kentucky. You're about seven hours away. You know where I live. I know where you live. We know who's scared. If I showed up on your front door, you would shit your fucking pants. Come on, bro. I'm not scared of you. I fucking have dealt with people who are a hell of a lot smarter than you. I just know that I might as well go bang my fucking head against the wall than have a conversation with you because you're not going to listen to anything I say. And the funny thing is, is I might listen to what you have to say, but I don't know. I've never watched your show. I've never read your comments. I just delete your shit. But keep stalking, bro. Everyone needs a mission in life, and you swinging from my nutsack is yours. So keep it up. Go write a show about me, man. Go ahead and put this on there and then spin it and be like, oh, I'm not a pedophile. I didn't, I didn't have statutory rape charges. Uh, uh, the government doesn't want to talk to me. Uh, I'm not on the watch list. Uh, uh, I'm not an anti-Semite. Okay, bro. Okay. Anyway, my stalker is back, and it's great to have him. sorry get a little out there every show needs a mascot this is mine i'm gonna keep this my son's never getting it back what are we doing tonight on episode 170 on don't unfriend me well it's gonna be a fun show tonight i didn't change the color of my notes and it's a little bright it's kind of bouncing off my eyes there kind of need my sunglasses anyway uh why not strap a car battery to your balls that's really the question energy drinks i mean I understand. I, I drink an energy shake all the time right before I work out, and it's loaded with caffeine. It's not good for you, so I'm preaching to the choir, but I thought I would bring the attention to you about energy drinks and what I saw today in the supermarket that just made me literally flip my shit. All right, here's the thing. 
I haven't had a chance to take off on Republicans for a while. And the reason why is because generally the Republicans have been doing pretty much nothing. They've been pretty quiet and silent since Trump left. But they have literally stepped in dog shit twice. The proverbial caca. The of the political landscape. And I'm taking off. Juneteenth. No thanks, I'll just take a dime back. See if anyone gets that. Juneteenth, what is it? Why are people so fired up about this? There's about 12 Republicans who decided to go ahead and bash this and unabashedly went after Juneteenth. And I am here to defend it. And I am here, not the name, because I think the name is just stupid. Juneteenth? Come on. Really? That doesn't really say anything. How many days are in their teens in June? It could be the 13th, the 14th, the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. And then that's pretty much it. But the point is, is I, the name is just ridiculous. But the meaning behind it is important. We're going to talk about that tonight. This is why we can't have nice things. Another Republican has said something completely stupid. It's in the news that mask wearing is similar to the Holocaust. I mean, really, how can I fucking defend this? Every time I sit here and see us gaining traction in the Democrats, some idiot Republican just opens up their mouth. It's a, it's a true thing. And I understand some people are going to be turned off. A lot of my viewers are conservative. I get it. But come on, you have to agree these two things are pretty ridiculous. Or you don't. Either way, tell me below. But let's get started. My stalker is waiting not to watch my show. What's a stalker and a Pokemon nerd got in common? Well, they both hide in the bushes trying to get a Pikachu. from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, thank you for visiting. Don't unfriend me and stopping by. This is your first time. You must stay or God will kill a puppy. You also must like, share, follow, and subscribe if you could. But before we do that, here's all of my uh, tags and signs and everything else. I forgot to introduce myself. Let's turn that off. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. I created this little shindig when I made a video about COVID about a year ago. And some friends in Texas said, hey, man, why don't you do a show? And of course, I knew nothing about it and said, well, I'm going to start designing. I'm going to start recording and figuring it out. And here we are a little bit of time later. You can go back and see my catalog, not there, over here, and see how this has progressed over the last nine months or so. And it started out pretty rough, and we've grown, and I'm sure it'll change. And next year, I will look at this and go, wow, we've really progressed. But either way, I digress. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Anchor, Instagram, YouTube. Well, my stalker can't because I've blocked him from everything. He's running out of options. You can look at my email. It's easy to find. You can start doing that. I'll never block you from my email. I'll just let you go ahead and right away there. But folks, we have an interesting show tonight, and I appreciate you stopping by. Remember, you can agree with me, disagree with me. You can love me or hate me. Just don't unfriend me. And it doesn't mean we don't block each other, right? Because there are people who just deserve to be blocked. It means that there are relationships out there. Don't unfriend me. It's an analogy. It's saying, don't 
dislike a neighbor or a friend you've known since you were young because they voted for Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. It doesn't matter. It's not that important. So don't unfriend me. Can we have discourse without hating each other? Well, let's find out if we can do that tonight. Remember to like, share, follow, and subscribe. That helps tremendously. Go on over to YouTube. It's growing slowly, but surely it needs the little blue pill to help it. And your little blue pill is a subscribe. And if you could also do me a favor and follow and like on Facebook. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if all that doesn't work and you hate social media, go to don'tunfriendme.com. My entire catalog is there. You can see all my videos from conception to birth. And I would love if you would stop by and say hello on my blog. All right, let's get to it. Let's have our conversation tonight. Four reasons why energy drinks are bad for you. And there are healthier ways to boost your energy. We'll kind of just surmise in a few bullet points. Energy drinks are bad for your health because the high caffeine content can increase your risk for serious heart issues. Energy drink use was associated with 20,000 emergency room visits in the U.S. in 2011. Healthy alternatives to energy drinks include eating a snack with proteins and carbohydrates, grabbing a piece of dark chocolate, or exercising. Go figure. Any energy drinks are meant to improve concentration and help you focus, but the ingredients in these beverages can cause adverse health effects. Here's what you need to know about energy drinks and how they can affect your health. Now, mine has about 250 milligrams of caffeine. A normal cup of coffee, as you'll find out in this, has about 100. Uh, this makes me zine pretty good. It also has a pump in it, natural um, heart circulation, blood circulation, and pumps the muscles. It also <laughs> pumps the muscle. <laughs> wow. Where can I get one of those? Everyone says, every male person. But anyway, uh, it helps circulation. It helps put blood into the muscles, helps them grow. It also has creatine and it tears down the muscles, helps them repair. And um, that's about it. And trust me, it's a lot. And I have stopped drinking coffee with caffeine in it because of it, because you're really only supposed to have about 400 milligrams a day, anything more than that. And you are doing adverse effects to your body. And these energy drinks are well exceeding that number. These energy drinks are beverages intended to increase alertness and concentration, attention, and energy, says Lauren Popek, a registered dietitian with Orlando Health, a not-for-profit healthcare organization in Florida. According to Popek, some common ingredients found in energy drinks include caffeine, sugar, B vitamins, herbs like ginseng and ginger for flavor, amino acid derivatives, and L-carnitine, and taurine. Popular energy drinks include, in case you don't know what they are, Red Bull, Monster, Bang, and 5-Hour Energy. These beverages can boost energy and concentration, but they can also adverse health effects like a rapid heart rate and increased blood pressure. A lot of them have fat burners in there. It increases your blood pressure. Uh, it creates a thermogenic reaction in your body. You sweat more. You lose weight. There's a lot of benefits to these things, but you need to do it in moderation. What happens is, is people have a cup of coffee in the morning. They have one in the early afternoon or early morning. Then they go ahead and they have an energy drink in the midday. Then they come home and work out. And by the time they've realized that they have 800 milligrams of caffeine in their body, they're very bad for you. An excessive or regular consumption of energy drinks can lead to heart arrhythmia, headaches, high blood pressure, and anxiety. Popic says in the U.S. more than 20,000 emergency room visits in 2011 were associated with energy drink use. A small 2014 review found that out of 11 patients with serious heart problems, including cardiac arrest, five reported heavy energy drink consumption. Energy drinks are bad for your heart. Caffeine is the main ingredient found in energy drinks. Thanks to its ability to increase alertness when consumed in large quantities, more than 400 milligrams per day, caffeine can cause the following heart palpitations, increased blood pressure, increased heart rate, and heart rhythm disturbances. Now, I haven't seen any of these. My heart rate sitting down is about 62. 
When I go for a full run and I run pretty hard, I'm about 130 beats a minute. My heart rate, my cardiovascular system is fairly good. But I notice a vast difference from when I take these thermogenics and these shakes versus not. And I have been drinking them for three years, and I have to be careful because heart disease runs in my family. Most energy drinks contain between 70 and 240 milligrams of caffeine per serving, while a cup of coffee contains about 100 According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, the safe limit of caffeine for adults is up to 400 milligrams per day. The American Academy of Pediatrics discourages the consumption of caffeine in children under the age of 12 and recommends those 12 to 18 to consume 100 milligrams or less a day. And this is what set me off as I was in the grocery store today and I saw a six-year-old downing a Red Bull. Oh, wait, it was a sugar-free Red Bull, so that makes it okay. Absolutely not. And I was just absolutely flabbergasted. Now, I'm not one of those people that says you need to raise your kid like I raised my kid. But why? If your six-year-old doesn't have energy, there's something wrong with your six-year-old. You need to get their thyroid checked. You need to find out what the hell's going on. I'm telling you, energy drinks do not help this process. And anybody who is a parent of a child under 18 knows that when you give them caffeine and sugar, holy shit, it's like Damien. The head starts spinning around and they start spewing green vomit everywhere and you need a priest. A small 2016 study in healthy individuals revealed that after consuming 32-ounce energy drinks, nobody needs 32 ounces of anything except water, by the way. For three days in a row, cardiac QT interval increased, which is associated with sudden death. Greater risk occurs when consuming multiple energy drinks in a short period of time, Puppick says. Another 2018 analysis found energy drinks can cause problems with heart rate and increase systolic blood pressure. These drinks are generally stimulants and can put a demand on the heart, says Mohamed Mouassa, MD and an associate professor in University of Toledo. If someone already has heart disease, which is one of the leading causes of mortality in the United States, energy drinks could have a negative effect on the body. Number two, energy drinks are loaded with sugar. Most energy drinks pack about 27 to 31 grams of sugar per eight ounces. That is a lot of fucking sugar, considering that you shouldn't have more than 25 grams a day or six teaspoons per day for women and 36 grams of sugar or nine teaspoons a day for men. This has zero sugar in it. The only sin I have with sugar is my frozen yogurt. And trust me, it can be a lot of sugar, but I usually do that after a workout and a high energy burn. By that measure, a 24-ounce energy drink has tripled the amount of sugar recommended in a day, just to make you aware. Oh, well, I have sugar-free. Well, that doesn't matter. All that does is maybe give you an excuse to drink more, and you're still taking a huge amount of other negative things in your body, including caffeine, over 400 milligrams. But excessive sugar intake can cause inflammation, which has been linked to a number of chronic conditions, including cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, Puppick says. Consumption of added sugars can also increase the risk of obesity and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Number three, energy drinks should not be mixed with alcohol. Energy drinks are often mixed with alcohol, according to young adults. According to the National Center of Complementary and Integrated Health, about 25% of college students consume alcohol with energy drinks. When combined with alcohol, energy drinks can alter your intoxication levels, making you feel less intoxicated and energized while still experiencing signs of alcohol impairment, like slurred speech, poor coordination, and memory impairment. The combination also increases the risk of binge drinking because the stimulant effects of energy can mask the depressive effects of alcohol, causing you to drink more. Drinkers aged 15 to 23 who mix alcohol with energy drinks are four times more likely to binge drink. 
Binge drinking is defined as consuming five or more drinks for men and four or more drinks for women in two hours. Binge drinking is associated with several health problems, including chronic diseases such as high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, and liver disease, cancer of the breast, mouth, throat, esophagus, liver, and colon, memory and learning problems, alcohol use disorders. Lastly, energy drinks are harmful for teens. Energy drinks are especially harmful to adolescents who are still growing and developing and cannot handle the side effect of energy drinks. According to the NCCIH, energy drinks increase the risk of several health conditions for teens and young adults, including cardiovascular nervous system anomalies, cognitive underdevelopment, increased risk of depression, and other mental health illnesses, including sleep disorders. Your body needs sleep and rest. That is where your body repairs itself and the mind. The number one time to grow muscle and to have lean muscle mass on your body is while you sleep. However, it also is a time if your body is under stress that you can create cortisol and fat stores. And that is what happens to excess sugar and carbs. It's bad for you. Despite their adverse health effects, energy drinks are heavily marketed to young people. Are they okay in moderation? Well, energy drinks are unhealthy in nature. They can be safe if consumed in moderation by people without underlying health conditions. Both Popik and Moessa recommended limiting your consumption of energy drinks and instead increase energy and concentration with healthier alternatives, eating a snack with protein and carbs like an apple and string cheese. The combination of protein and carbs can increase energy and help you focus. Grabbing a piece of dark chocolate, which contains antioxidants, flavonoids, and caffeine that can boost brain function. Sleeping seven to eight hours a night and exercising regularly. That is the number one exercise. You want more energy. It doesn't help in the beginning, but after a couple of weeks, you will have more energy and your body will crave doing it over and over again. Energy drinks are intended to give you a jolt of energy and increase focus and concentration as we've covered in this this piece, but they are loaded with that caffeine and sugar that we talk about, which can cause negative health effects. Just limit your intake of energy drinks and focus instead on eating a nutritious diet and getting adequate sleep to improve concentration and energy levels. And God forbid if you drink more water than anything. It's amazing what your body can do when you're dehydrated, when your brain isn't working, when you don't have a lot of energy, when you're fuzzy. Most of it's because of the early signs of dehydration. Most people are well under the limit of what they should drink every single day. And do the pee check. There are peach color charts. Go check. If it is an orange yellow color, fucking A. Stop right there and drink three bottles of water. If it is a white color, well, you are drinking way too much water. There's a healthy medium, more of a gold color, light gold, white gold color is good. Yes, we're talking about the color of your urine. Folks, we will talk about everything on this show except for, oh, if that's broken, you're just, yeah, you go see a doctor, okay? This is why we can't have nice things. Republicans, don't turn it off. How dare you? You have listened to me for 169 shows. Some shows I've come down on Trump. I've come down on Republicans. But this is most assuredly going to be the biggest bash fest that I've had for the next 30 minutes or so. But please, it's going to be perspective. Take a listen. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Just put it down below and let me know. This is why we can't have nice things. Everybody knows the Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. First of all, she has three names. Any woman with three names is dangerous. Just trust me, I know this. She apologized Monday for affronting people with recent comments comparing the required wearing of safety masks in the House to the horrors of the Holocaust. Bullshit. What 
W the T fuck F. She says, I'm truly sorry for offending people with remarks about the Holocaust. The Georgia Republican told reporters outside the Capitol saying she had visited Washington's U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum earlier in the day. There's no comparison and there never, ever will be. Green's comments was a rare expression of regret by the conservative agitator, a freshman whose careers included the embrace of violent and offensive conspiracy theories and angry confrontations with progressive colleagues. Her apology came from more than three weeks after appearing on a conservative podcast and comparing COVID-19 safety requirements adopted by Democrats controlling the House, a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star. Oh my God. She said they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. This is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Pelosi, California, uh, from California, is the House Speaker, and she's been on my show many a times. Green's comments were condemned by Republican leaders, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. And if Kevin McCarthy condemns your comments, holy fuck, you've got to be wrong. He called it appalling. That's a little subtle. I think it would be a little harsher than that. How about dumb fuck statement of the year? GOP leaders have often been reluctant to castigate Green, a close ally of former President Donald Trump. And good for her that she's an ally of President Trump. We all are. It doesn't mean you have carte blanche to say something as stupid that asking people to wear a mask is the Holocaust. After social media posts were unearthed in which Green suggested support for executing some Democratic leaders, McCarthy and most Republicans stood by her when the House took the unusual step of stripping her of her committee assignments in February. If only people would do that for Pelosi. Remember who Pelosi who believes in abortion but is a Catholic? What the fuck ever? But as House member, oh, but she's had six kids. I've had six kids in as many years. Therefore, I know more about children and abortion than the Pope. Really, I think the Pope has probably heard a few confessions of young teenage girls who've had abortions. Don't you think, Nancy? That would require you to give a shit about your constituents, and we all know in California you don't. I digress. But as House members returned to the Capitol on Monday after a three-week break, Green was contrite. Anti-Semitism, quote, is true hate, she said, and I saw that today at the Holocaust Museum. Really, you've never seen anything about the Holocaust since then? You're on the fucking state legislature. Did you go to school? Did you, like, ever watch the History Channel? Did you, by chance, in any possible way, go to high school? No? Got it. First time she's ever seen it, that's what true hate looks like. Understood. In 2018, two years before her election to Congress, she speculated on Facebook that California wildfires may have been caused by lasers or blue beams of light controlled by a left-wing cabal tied to a powerful Jewish family. This is why we can't have nice things in the Republican Party. On Monday, she told reporters that when she was 19, she visited the site of the Auschwitz concentration camp in what during World War II was Nazi-occupied Poland. Quote, it isn't like I learned about it today. Well, it certainly sounds like it, she said of the Holocaust, in which six million Jews and a huge number of other people were killed. It's not a huge number of others, you fuckface. It's five million, a total of 11 million people. Asshole. Quote, I went today because I thought it was important, she said, and wanted to talk about it as she apologized. House leaders have recently said vaccinated people no longer must wear masks in the chamber. Representative Brad Schneider, a Democrat of Illinois, said he would introduce a resolution in the House this week to censor Green. Oh, of course, because censoring is really going to work and make her any less crazy. 
In addition, Republicans may try forcing a vote to punish Representative Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar, the Minnesota Democrat, recently made remarks criticized by the top House Democrats and Jewish lawmakers for seeming to compare the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban, if we remember that. Omar said she didn't mean to draw that parallel, but you did. And that's exactly what you did. And so did Green. They absolutely believe what they said. And just because she went to the Holocaust Museum or just because Omar decides to go ahead and learn just a little bit more about the Israeli people, it doesn't mean she's contrite. It doesn't mean that they actually care. They're still a bunch of anti-Semite fucking pricks and they need to pardon my French, but I am so sick of anti-Semitic people and this everywhere. Everyone keeps talking about Asians and hate crimes. Holy crap. Can we get like in the Jews side? Now that Netanyahu's gone, what do you think is going to happen over in Israel? This is kind of the timeline, and I've done it many times, and I've done a show before. Let me mark the time, 24 minutes, so I can link it on YouTube for those watching. It'll be right up here. Through racism, categorizing people into fixed categories based on supposed bloodlines. This all happened in Nazi Germany. Through laws, the Nuremberg laws defined who was a Jew and who was not a Jew. Through propaganda, cartoons, books, movies, and posters portrayed Jews as different and inferior to their Aryan neighbors. Through laws, Jews were not allowed to attend German schools or universities. They could not go to public parks or movie theaters. All German youth were obliged to join the Hitler Youth Movement. Jewish youth were excluded from membership. Through social practices, many Germans stopped associating or being friends with Jews. Jews and non-Jewish Germans were not allowed to join the same clubs. Does this sound familiar? Nothing to do with masks. Let's make a parallel in a second. Through the economy, Jews were excluded from the civil service and Jews, Jewish businesses were taken over by Germans and shut down. Jewish doctors and lawyers had their licenses taken away. This made it less likely for Germans to interact with Jews in their daily life. Through discriminatory laws, many Jews, especially artists and academics, left Germany when they were no longer allowed to work in the universities. Sound familiar? She could have made a parallel. She just made the wrong fucking one. Through new immigration laws, Jews were allowed to obtain exit visas so long as they left behind their valuables and property. Through fear, Kristallnacht encouraged many Jews to leave the area. Ghettos were walled off of a city where Jews were forced to live. They were not allowed to leave their ghetto without permission from Nazi officials. Likewise, except for Nazi officials, non-Jews were not allowed to enter the ghetto. Conditions in the ghettos were crowded and filthy. Many families were forced to share one small apartment. There was limited access to proper waste disposal. Jews had to give up their property and valuables. There were very few jobs in a ghetto. And since everyone had to give up their property and valuables, most of the residents were extremely poor. Food was scarce. Forced, unpaid labor was common. The Nazis built the first concentration camp in 1933 as a place to detain, placed by force, communists and other opponents to the nazi party at the beginning of world war ii the nazis began building more concentration camps where they could imprison enemies of the state including jews gypsies and homosexuals as well as prisoners of war many concentration camps functioned as labor camps where inmates worked until they either starved to death or died of disease Death camps, also called extermination camps, were designed to put for the purpose of killing large numbers of people in the most efficient manner possible. Because these camps were located away from major cities, victims had to be transported to them via train. Some rides lasted for several days. Thousands of prisoners died en route to the camps. Their bodies were simply hurled out 
left for coyotes and vultures and anything else that would prey upon them. Many people were affected by these camps. Of course, there were the victims. Millions of children, women, and men suffered as inmates in these camps. But there also were bureaucrats, the train conductors, prison guards, cooks, secretaries, etc., that made sure that millions of victims were transported to camps throughout Europe who ran the camps once the, once the victims arrived. It is estimated that the Nazis murdered approximately 11 a million innocent civilians during World War II. These are civilians killed not in the crossfire of armed combat, but murdered for being an enemy of the state or for belonging to an undesirable group. The Nazis and those who worked for them killed children, women, and men, mostly through shooting, suffocation in gas chambers, and imprisonment in labor and death camps. Conditions in the camps were such that many prisoners died from disease, such as typhus, malnutrition, and exhaustion from overwork. Of those killed, six million were Jews. Two-thirds of the entire European Jewish population was killed by the Nazis. Now, I don't understand where this lady gets her facts. And I have been against mass more than anyone, but I have never, ever said that it was and even closely resembled the Holocaust. However, those things that you just heard up until the concentration camps, which we did have internment camps by the Japanese, which was actually imposed by FDR, Maybe that's next for Republicans when we keep speaking out. But as of right now, all of those other things, ghettos, keeping people behind locked key in cages, not letting them have an opinion, censoring their businesses, shutting them down, cancel culture, all of these things, not letting people practice their religion, going ahead and chastising them for being stupid or uh, completely not in touch with science and hating science simply because they believe in God, like it's mutually exclusive or something taking away their rights and censoring, taking away their guns, due process, habeas corpus, all the things that we look for, being judged in society and being stripped of everything simply because you think something different. That is more in line with Nazi Germany. Gina Carano said, and I agree with her 120%. I'll try to link that one too right up here at 30 minutes. The problem with her comment is not only is it irresponsible, it's just plain fucking wrong. And as a Republican, she should know better. There are associations made with the party of the right wing, which we are actually labeled as Nazis and skinheads and the Ku Klux Klan, which is the farthest thing from the truth. And if you look through history and you look through politics, you will find that most of those came from democratic policy. And they're still alive today in the inner cities. I've said it a hundred times and I will continue to say it. But when you go ahead and show that you are literally smarter than a fucking stump on a log. There's a problem with that. You are a leader of our party. You are somebody who represents Americans, not just some, all Americans, including Jewish Americans. And when you trivialize the Holocaust, which was single-handedly one of the largest massacres on the fucking planet of genocide and single-handedly trying to eliminate and eradicate a person from this planet just because of their religious beliefs and as a scapegoat to take them out of power is a fucking travesty. They're already not teaching it in schools. Kids aren't seeing the videotapes. They're not seeing what happened in Auschwitz. They don't understand what the Nuremberg trials are. They have no earthly idea. And when you trivialize it and you make it sound like something much smaller than it is, you don't pique anyone's curiosity. You fuel the fan of ignorance. And everyone in this country is dumber for having listened to you. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul, because nobody else will. Juneteenth. 
Nah, I'll just take a dime bag. You know, a teener, no drug addicts here. All right, doesn't matter. Here's the thing. We have the 4th of July to recognize our independence. The 4th of July was not the independence of African-Americans in this country. And I want you to take a second and listen to me. Because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I'm not a fan of them at all. But I have to give them credit for what they did. And I think this is long overdue. And don't give me any shit about you not liking Juneteenth. You didn't even know what the fuck it was until you heard Biden and Kamala Harris. It's been around for 150 years. It's recognized in most states. You just haven't listened. I heard about it a long time ago, and I thought the name was just ridiculously stupid. I still think so. Why not the 19th of June? Got the 4th of July. It doesn't matter. The point is Juneteenth is what it's called, and I think it's stupid. But the actual holiday, I think, is an advancement and an absolutely amazing thing that those two did, and I have to give them hats off. And I don't care if it's for politics. I don't care if it's for pandering. It doesn't matter. And the African-American people don't matter. And I'm not going to give you a lesson on what the black people think because I don't know. But I'll tell you what I think. And I think it's a pretty good fucking thing. So let's talk about it. President Joe Biden signed legislation Thursday establishing a new federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery, saying he believes it will go down as one of the greatest honors he has as president. Biden signed into law a bill to make Juneteenth or June 19th the 12th federal holiday. The House voted 415 to 14 on Wednesday to send the bill to Biden, while the Senate passed the bill unanimously the day before. This is one of the largest pieces of nonpartisan legislation to come through in the last eight years. It's pretty impressive. Whether you're a Republican or Democrat, you have to at least celebrate that this is something that's important. And most of the people who represent us, although they are shitbags and they do things for themselves, have maybe got one thing right. A broken clock is right twice a day after all. This is a day of profound weight, quote, and profound power, a day in which we remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take, Biden said. Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, when Union soldiers brought the news of freedom to enslaved people back in Galveston, Texas, two months after the Confederacy had surrendered. That was also about two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation of freed slaves in the southern states. And that's probably why they didn't use the Emancipation Proclamation. Just because it was freed slaves, it had a lot more to do with other things, like actually allowing soldiers to take part in battle and in the military. There were several days that they could have actually celebrated. We'll go through it together, and I'll tell you what some of them are. And this June 19th made the most sense. It is the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day was created in 1983. And I want to go ahead and tell you, and I'm not even going to give breath of air to the politician that said this, but this is the type of reaction that we saw from Martin Luther King. And this is not my opinion. I'm telling you something so I can make you appalled. Somebody said, oh, Martin Luther King got a holiday. Well, let's kill six more of the N-word so we get the whole fucking week off. If that doesn't stop you in your tracks and make you realize that we really haven't advanced a lot in this country, some of the things you're going to hear here will. The U.S. Office of Personnel Management, which is the Human Resources Office for the federal government, tweeted Thursday that most federal employees will observe the new holiday, Juneteenth National Independence Day. On Friday, on Friday since June 19th falls on a Saturday this year, Biden noted the overwhelming support for the bill from lawmakers in both parties. He says, quote, I hope this is the beginning of a change in the way we deal with one another, Biden said. White House moved quickly after the House debated the bill and then voted for it. 
Our federal holidays are purposely few in number and recognize the most important milestones, said Representative Carolyn Maloney, Democrat from New York. I cannot think of a more important milestone to commemorate than the end of slavery in the United States. I happen to agree with her. It was one of the worst scars in our history, and we never apologized for it, and this is a movement in that direction. Representative Sheila Jackson from Texas, fuck her, sorry, speaking next to a large poster of black men whose back bore massive scarring from being whipped, said she would be in Galveston on Saturday to celebrate along with Republican John Cornyn of Texas. Can you imagine, said Jackson Lee, I will be standing maybe taller than Senator Cornyn. Forgive me for that because it will be such an elevation of joy. Please, that woman drives me crazy. Anyway, the Senate passed on the bill or passed the bill on Tuesday under a unanimous consent agreement that expedites the process for considering legislation. It takes just one senator's objection to block such agreements. The vote comes as lawmakers struggle to overcome divisions on police reform legislation following the killing of George Floyd by police, and as Republican state legislatures push what experts say is an unprecedented number of bills aimed at restricting access to the ballot box. Don't necessarily agree with that. While Republicans say the goal is to prevent voter fraud, Democrats contend that the measure are aimed at undermining minority voting rights. More minorities voted in this election than ever before. If they are trying to suppress voting rights, they're doing a piss poor job of it. In fact, more blacks and Mexicans came out for Republican than Ronald Reagan. So we must be doing a really good job of suppressing voter rights for minorities that are voting for Republicans. Huh. Several, mem- several members of the Congressional Black Caucus went to the floor to speak in favor of the bill. Bonnie Watson Coleman, Democrat of New Jersey, said she viewed Juneteenth as a commemoration rather than a celebration because it represented something that was delayed in happening. It also reminds me of what we don't have today, quote, she said, and that is full access to justice, freedom, and equality. All these are often in short supply as it relates to the black community. The bill was sponsored by Senator Edward Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, and had 60 co-sponsors. Democratic leaders moved quickly to bring the bill to House floor and the Senate's vote the day before. Some Republican lawmakers opposed the effort. Representative Matt Rosendale from Montana, douchebag, said creating the federal holiday was an effort to celebrate identity politics. What? Quote, since I believe in treating everyone equally, regardless of race, then what should be focused on on what unites us rather than our differences? I will vote no. Listen, you dipshit, then what's 4th of July? It had nothing to do with the end of slavery. It's our independence from Europe, uh, from England. Do you think that, that all of a sudden slavery ended at that time? How much longer was the Civil War after that? How much longer was the Emancipation Proclamation? How much Jim Crow laws then were abolished? Civil rights movement. How long did all that take? And you're going to sit here and tell me that this divides the country and not brings it together? African-Americans deserve their own day to recognize their freedom from oppression and tyranny. And guess what? It was Americans that did it. How do you not fucking know that? Did you go to the fucking Holocaust Museum with Green? Were you eating retard sandwiches with her that morning too? Fucking people. The vast majority of states recognize Juneteenth as a holiday anyway or have an official observance of the day. This is what I think of you. God... That was a wet one. And most states hold celebrations. Juneteenth is a paid holiday for state employees in Texas, New York, Virginia, and Washington. I haven't seen that much bipartisan politics ever. Texas, New York, Virginia, and Washington. Can you get any more bipolar than those four states? 
Representative Clay Higgins, Republican from Louisiana, said he would vote for the bill and that he supported the establishment of a federal holiday, but he was upset at the name of the holiday, including the word independence rather than emancipation. I somewhat agree. Why would the Democrats want to politicize this by co-opting the name of our sacred holiday of Independence Day, Higgins asked. Representative Brenda Lawrence from Michigan replied, I want to say my white colleagues, quote, on the other side, getting your independence from being enslaved in a country is different from a country getting independence to rule themselves. Yes. Holy fucking Democrat right from Michigan. Who would I thought the, the, the state of the Detroit deterred Red Wings? She's right. Brenda Lawrence hats off. You do not get a shit emoji. Let, let's give you a little applause. Listen to it again. I want to say my white to my white colleagues on the other side, getting your independence from being enslaved in a country is different from a country getting independence to rule themselves. Yes, sister. She added, we have a responsibility to teach every generation of black and white Americans the pride of a people who have survived, endured, and succeeded in these United States of America despite slavery. Can't agree with her more. That's probably the only thing I'll ever agree with her on. Do you? Let me know below. Here are the 14 House douchebags who did this and voted against it. Andy Biggs of Arizona, Mo Brooks of Alabama, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Scott D. whatever of Tennessee, Paul Gosar of Arizona, Ronnie Jackson of Texas, Doug LaMalfa of California, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Tom McClintock of California, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, Mike Rogers of Alabama, Matt Rosendale of Montana, Chip Roy of Texas, and Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. Make sure to give them a call and tell them what you think of them. Because that is no matter what you think and what you say, overtly racist. BLM has taken Juneteenth and turned it into something apolitical. They've turned it into not what it's about. African-Americans have been celebrating Juneteenth longer than all of us have been alive. We have no right not to recognize this. It is just as important as our 4th of July, and it's something we should embrace. Now, should you celebrate it? I don't know. That's up to you. But if my African-American neighbor or friend is having a barbecue and they want to have a few pops and they want to set off some fireworks, I'm going to join them because it's just an excuse to get together with people who are just like us, no matter the color of their fucking skin or not. If you have a problem with this, I will say it clearly, and I never say this. That's racist. And that's what racism looks like. It's not Fox News. It's not CNN. It's not BLM. It's not Proud Boys. They are a microcosm of the overall. But if you have a problem with African-Americans celebrating their day of emancipation and independence from tyranny and oppression, then why the fuck do you celebrate 4th of July either? Because you're not just European. You're not just an English settler. You have German in you. You have French in you. You probably have some Swedish. You maybe have some Native American, South American, Hispanic, some Spanish, Hungarian, maybe some Russian. Why would you celebrate predominantly an American English holiday? Because that's what it is. It's kind of the same thing and maybe a little far cry from center. But the point is, is that if you have a problem with this, why? It's been going on for 150 years and you haven't cared. The only time you care is when certain Republicans tell you to care. Think differently. Change the way you think. Don't listen to this crap. 
because that's what it is. This devalues our party. This makes them right. And the fact that 14 Republicans stood against this, they should be fucking ashamed of themselves and they should be absolutely never elected again for any public office because this is the shit that makes them right. There were other available anniversaries for celebrating this emancipation, to be sure, including the following. September 22nd, the day of Lincoln issued his preliminary emancipation proclamation in 1862. January 1st, the day it took effect in 1863. January 31st, the date of the 13th Amendment passed in Congress. That was the abolishment of slavery. December 6th, the day of the 13th Amendment was ratified that year. April 3rd, the day Richmond, Virginia fell. April 9th, the day Lee surrendered to Ulysses Grant at Appomattox, Virginia. April 16th, the day slavery was abolished in the nation's capital in 1862. May 1st was Decoration Day, which is, uh, as David Plight movingly recounts, the race and reunion of the Civil War in American history. This is Decoration Day where we found Memorial Day. I've talked about this in a show earlier. And July 4th, America's first Independence Day, some four score and seven years before President Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Yet even the original Emancipation Day had its drawbacks, not only because it coincided with New Year's Day and the initiation dates of numerous other laws, but also because the underlying proclamation, while of enormous symbolic significance, and it was important, it didn't free all the slaves, only those in the Confederate states and areas liberated by Union troops, and not those in the border states in which slavery remained legal until the ratification of the 13th Amendment. Historians estimate that about 500,000 slaves out of total of 3.9 million liberated themselves by escaping to Union lines between 1863 and the end of the war. The rest remained in slavery. Because of its partial effect, some scholars argue that perhaps the most significant aspect of the Emancipation Proclamation was the authorization of black men to fight in the war, which turned the war in our favor both because their service proved to be crucial to the North's effort and because it would be cited as irrefutable proof of the right of blacks to citizenship, which would be granted by the 14th Amendment. It appears that much of the United States has just recently learned of Juneteenth's existence, and now we're all woke in our own way. But acknowledging and honoring the day when black Americans gained their independence is still a step towards addressing and healing structural racism. Could major corporations be entering and entertaining the conversation and celebration for the wrong reasons? Yeah, they're doing it for the money. Of course they are. It's possible. But if it's done correctly, then remembering the dismantling of slavery can serve as an impetus for working towards a more equal country. In the meantime, whether or not you have been given the day off, Juneteenth needs to spur action to continue progress towards racial equality. And Juneteenth is a time of celebration, but also a reminder that there is still more work to be done to achieve true freedom and equality for black Americans. And BLM doesn't speak for every black American. In fact, less and less are actually listening to them. They're leaderless. They're using Juneteenth simply as a pander, as a token woke moment. But that's not the true meaning of the holiday. Just like Christmas isn't about just giving gifts and spending money in retail and buying a red Starbucks cup. It's to hang a freaking stocking for Jesus. It's his birthday after all, as it says in the bishop's wife. But the meaning of it has been lost through the ages. And Juneteenth is being transformed into something else and being held hostage by people who don't know better. So this Juneteenth, make a donation to an organization that helps the black community. Support black-owned businesses. Make a plan for being a true ally to black colleagues and friends. And educate yourself on the ways you can use your own influence to fight racial equity and inclusion. 
Or don't do any of that and just remain ignorant to the fact that Juneteenth is a thing, just like it has been the last 150 years, and be a complete douchebag. It's up to you. I'm not asking you to celebrate it. I'm not asking you to ignore the 4th of July. But one of them has nothing to do with the other. As Republicans, we have to give a little bit once in a while. And on these two topic, topics, Republicans are most assuredly wrong. The question is, is where do you come down? What do you think? Am I wrong? Tell me down below. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. Whether you agree or disagree, whether you love me or hate me, all I ask is that you don't unfriend me. Folks, thank you for coming by tonight. I appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you. Thanks for listening to the show. That may have been uncomfortable. That's okay. That's what this show does sometimes. We may not always agree, and that's fine. What we should agree on is that the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1, is the best place for veterans to get the help that they need. I'm not paid for this. I do this, and the Veteran Crisis Hotline has no idea that I'm even alive. But I found out that two phone calls, just two, I'm maybe more, and if you have, send me a message of people who actually called the Veteran Crisis Hotline and got the help that they needed, and God bless you for doing that. If that's all I do on this show for the rest of my life, those two veterans that I may have helped, then it was worth it. All the money and all the time I put into this. Let's make and help more. Reach out to a veteran. Talk to him. Traumatic brain injury, stress, anxiety, depression, PTS are all real. PTS is not a disorder. It's something that happens to you going through a very traumatic and stressful time. Take a moment. Talk to a vet. If you can't do it, reach out to me. I will make that call with you. And if that doesn't work, you can go to don'tunfriendly.com, click on the VCL link, and be connected to a operator immediately. And if you're a civilian, it's okay, too. They will take care of you. They turn nobody away. The VCL hotline, it is fantastic. Folks, thank you for 170. Tomorrow, 171. It will be Friday, Red Friday. Wear your red for Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Thank you for watching. Give me a like, share, follow, and subscribe, please. If you are done with the video and you haven't done it yet, throw a little like on the corner. Get as many of those as we can. The more we do, the more people watch, the more people watch, the more stalkers I get to make fun of. Have a wonderful night. I am out, and God bless. 